Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tell Me This. It is a podcast on belonging, and boy, have we been exploring belonging in all different contexts over the past couple of years. I cannot believe it is 2022 in the midst of a third season and already thinking about season four. I mean, gosh, I... I feel so lucky and grateful for the listeners, you, you, my audience, the feedback, and just the, gosh, just the opportunity to speak to so many different people on this topic of connection, community, belonging, and just the way we show up in our different roles and contexts and wow, I have a lot to be uh, thankful for and grateful for as we go into the 2022 year. I know the pandemic is still out there and numbers are terrible. And I'm also trying to stay hopeful. So I'm holding both the the crisis that we continue to face and these feelings of joy and hope that I I do I do have I'm I'm tired. I know my colleagues, my friends, my family are also tired. And we are trying to do our best to take care of each other in this community and I also want to try to be a voice of of hope um, and optimism that um, we're going to find our way through. Um, it's not over yet and I'm not even sure what over might look like um, but um, yeah so I'm, I'm trying to stay hopeful as we enter 2022. So if you remember, um, in the fall, this in 2021, we Danielle and I had an opportunity to sit down with eight wonderful w- female leaders, entrepreneurs, and speak to them about their ideas of belonging and how they show up as leaders, and what that you know impact has on their team, their culture, their organization. And so this spring, we're going to. I don't know if it's a detour, if it's a pivot. I'm not sure what it is. Um, I will say between the podcast interviews, um, the coaching classes that I've mentioned, and also the coaching interviews I did in the summer, as well as the one that I did with Coach Sonia in the fall. And if you haven't had a chance to catch any of those coaching episodes, please, please, please go back and take a look at them and listen to them because Wow. Talk about some amazing individuals doing important work. Um, the folks that were willing to come on just really shared some some amazing stories and strategies and their philosophies. So please, please check them out. So the podcast interviews, the coaching classes I've been doing, the coaching I've been doing with um, individuals and groups, and also the coaching I've been receiving, which has been a real gift. Um, I feel like a gift to myself. Um and then, of course, the book release that happened in November. I've had a couple of amazing events in the fall around the book and have a few more planned for this spring. And also I've had a uh, you know, new leadership opportunity. So all of this is like swirling in my head. And, you know, there's um, probably to nobody's surprise, I'm finding so many cool connections and overlap across all of these different experiences. And so we thought that the spring, Danielle and I have chatted and we're going to chat some more about this. Brianne and I have chatted and are planning. And so we've come up with a couple of things. So maybe it's a, 
what do we want to call it? A potpourri, like a podcast potpourri, a collage. I don't know, whatever sort of metaphor works for you, but it's going to be sort of a hodgepodge. There's another one, a hodgepodge of, of episodes that I promise will have a, a thread and a connection, um, but it's not going to be a, you know one uh, cohesive uh, series um, this spring. So, so I hope you'll enjoy it. I think we'll, we'll get a variety out there. So what's going to be happening um, is we're going to do a couple of things. We are going to, um, so the book, so folks have been asking, um, you know, me to do some virtual sessions or, you know, book launches and discussions around the book. And so what we decided is in, I think, March and April, we are going to hold two podcast book clubs and what we're doing is the Dancing with Discomfort. We will do that book in March. And I'm super excited to hear people's questions, feedback, all that good stuff. And what we've done is we've invited a group of individuals to join us. And so Brianne, Danielle, myself, and a few other guests will be joining. And we will hopefully do two to three episodes in March um, where we're having hosting a discussion around dancing with discomfort. So if you haven't picked up the book yet, please go out and pick it up. It's available on amazon.com and take a read. And then you can also join along with us as we discuss dancing with discomfort. Then in April, we are going to pick up this wonderful book by bell hooks who we lost this fall. And so in honor of her amazing work and her words, and also, honestly, I just really love this book, and so did the group. We pulled the group. Um, the book is called Teaching to Transgress, and it's not a long book. It has lots and lots and lots of information in it, um, and so you may, you'll may you be grateful that it's not a long book because you'll want to reread page after page. So um, so that will be the second um, book club in April. And again, we're hoping for two to three episodes on teaching to transgress. That one is also available in Amazon on Amazon. Um, so check it out there. So, you know, what's the reasoning for the for the hodgepodge this this spring or the collage? I think it's because, as I said in the beginning, there's so much swirling around and it's, it's not, I mean, I don't know that swirl is the right word. And I've been listening to Brene Brown and her sisters talk about, um, you know, Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. And what I really love about the discussions they've been having is around the importance of language. And I've also been reading a couple of books that, that seem to be hitting on, on that as well. This idea that, you know, we are limited. Our perspective on anything, quite frankly, is limited by our own language and um, the way in which we talk about things, the way that we define things, whether it's emotions, as Brene Brown talks about in Atlas of the Heart, or any other thing. As you remember, Iko Bathia came on in the fall. And when I defined paradox as, as two seemingly conflicting ideas, you know, Miss um, Bethia stopped me and said that she prefers to think about it as multiple narratives because this idea of conflict sets you up as opposition. So just those examples of how important language is. And so I said swirl 
And I think what I really mean is integration, right? This idea that the, the, the learning I'm doing around the book, the learning I'm doing around the interviews, the discussions I'm having with, you know, Danielle and Brianne, it's, it's all sort of mushing together. And I hope that it's coming to, you know, integration, which Brene Brown talks about, you know, the root of integration is integrare, which is around wholeness, right? And wholeheartedness. And so, you know, I'm just thinking back to, and I know Danielle and I did a reflection on the podcast, but as I was preparing for this introduction, I was thinking back to, I already shared, you know, Iko Bathia's wonderful note on multiple narratives. Um, Lisa, Dr. Lisa Mitchell talked about, you know, the specific strategies and her team's intentionality around, you know, talking about ideas and brainstorming and, and creating that space to, to have those conversations. Um, all of our guests talked in, in some way, shape, or form about the te- intentionality around paying attention to the human being that's, that's taken on whatever role they're talking about and not just the intended outcomes. This certainly came through with um, Coach Jessica talking about her ice skaters in that, you know, it would be very easy for her as a skating coach to focus on landing the the turn or landing the, the I don't even know the proper names, right? Landing that, that triple axle. And what, what Coach Jessica reminded us of is that you also have to care for the person are you, you know, did you eat enough today? Are you tired today? What are you noticing in your body? Remember she talked about how she would ask her skaters how they were feeling in their, their quads when they, when they hit that landing, were they, were they anchored, were they secure, were they wobbly? And so, you know, just being really intentional about, you know, those sorts of moments. And of course, Dr. Hostetter from Relay University, president of Relay University, talked a lot about deliberate practice, which of course is is exactly that. Um, so I think, as I think about all those things, right, I really wanted to try this spring to, I don't know, bring to life, if you will, that integration. So, so of course, I just, I spoke about the interviews, the coaching classes have been phenomenal. So there were five. I took five coaching classes from last February, and I just finished up in the in um, November. And so I'm officially, you know, credentialed as a coach, which is very exciting. What's more exciting to me, though, than than being, you know, credentialed or certified as a coach is the takeaways that I had in the coaching classes you know, this notion of there are multiple coaching skills that you learn. And I know I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast. The, the, the skills that really resonated with me were around, you know, things like staying unattached, leaning in and listening, um, staying in a moment, um, you know, being quiet and, and, and leaving that space. And, and these have been really critical in, as I think about things like, um, you know, caring for the person and, you know, focusing on the person and not the intended outcome, this integration of paying attention, active listening, um, staying in a moment with someone as they're sharing something in a coaching session, you know, integrating that, those skills with this notion of caring for the, for the person just makes a whole lot of sense, right? Like if you're able to, to, 
to implement those skills and, and carry out those skills, you're doing just that. You're caring for the person. In terms of my, you know, other things that I've learned about coaching classes, it's been a little while since I've been a student. And I think something that, you know, I've said a lot that Brianne and Danielle and the, all of our guests really in the fall and over the course of the last, you know, three years have said that they like to come to the table as learners. And part of being learn a learner is giving yourself grace. And I really, really hope to everybody who's listening out there today that in the midst of this you know, pandemic and, and what's hard about this pandemic and how busy life is, whether you have kids, family, spouse, pets, just responsibilities, I really hope that you're giving yourself grace and taking care of yourself. And what I mean by that is, look, we are human beings. We can, we can only take so much and you know, mistakes and failures and falling down and bumps in the road and, and all of those things, they're just a part of life. It doesn't make you good or bad, better or worse. It just is, right? And again, remember the theme today is integration. If we circle back to my book, and I was going to talk a little bit more about this later. In the book, I talk about noticing and naming those moments, right? And I was actually on my Peloton this morning. I know I, I always talk about Peloton and the person leading the the ride this morning. We were in this really, really, really like sticky, heavy hill, right? So you're, you can imagine your legs are slowing down and it's getting harder and harder and you're slowing down and your brain, your brain wants to stop, right? And the trainer knows this and the trainer said, Give yourself 10 seconds to feel through this, to be in this, and then ask yourself if you want to stop. And what I thought about in that moment is she's, that's exactly what she's doing. She's noticing how she's feeling. She's naming that moment and you're moving in it and then through it right? And then by the time you've done that, your 30 seconds of that interval is concluded. And so that piece enables you to give yourself grace. Just be in the moment and be who you are in that moment and, and try not to beat yourself up. And I definitely in the coaching classes had to adopt some of that because look, I was learning, yes, some of the ideas were familiar because I'm an educator, right? I'm a teacher at heart. But in this context, in this way, with a new group of people um, who I've grown to love, by the way, it was intimidating and I was nervous. And so I really had to practice that giving myself grace. So I think the other thing that I've, I've really recognized, and again, I'm, you know, the theme here is integration, is in receiving coaching and you know, participating in coaching and journeying with others, I have just recognized that I just love being in the space of coaching, right? It's the journey, the learning, the change, the contribution. I get to practice my noticing. I get to practice my reflective muscles. And I get to continue to be intentional, right? Which is where I started out. Um, I'm definitely learning more about myself. And as I mentioned um, you know, this this new leadership role I've taken on, I've had to do lots of noticing and paying attention 
and reflecting and trying to do better and then also practicing giving myself grace, right? Um, now I say all of this, as I was saying that, I was thinking, oh, this this makes it sound so, you know, it's systematic, you know, she she goes to the coach, she's noticing, reflecting. Well, look, I, I should also say it's it's not so systematic and it's very messy, right? I some of the some of the noticing comes after um, or during some, you know, fits of frustration or or worry or upset. But um but nonetheless I'm I'm giving myself grace and, and you know, doing the best I can in those moments. I've also noticed, which has been really fun, um, and I think it's partly fun because remember I talked about the importance of language and Brene Brown's work on really, you know, delineating these different emotions. That's something that I've really paid attention to recently. I think as a leader, um, and I don't mean leader with like your name tag or your thing on your desk that says the leader or now like on the Zoom call, right? Like I'm not talking about just the leadership sort of position, anyone who is a leader in any form um, has to pay attention to their own emotional reaction and the emotions that they bring into the space. And I have found that being really able to, you know, notice and name my own emotions and then ask myself, what's that about, right? To stay curious, to stay a learner has been really, really helpful in navigating some pretty tricky situations because what what that allows me to do then is to interrogate how I'm feeling and try to do the best I can to separate my own feelings and the other person or person's feelings and find a way forward, right? To better understand it rather than just having a sort of emotional reaction. Additionally, the other thing that process does for any person is it buys you time because I don't know about you, but the, you know, the mistakes I've made in the past is responding too quickly. Ugh, I love email, but in those moments, email can be so dangerous, right? I, I know you know what I'm talking about. You get upset in a meeting or you get upset by an email and what do you do? You quickly hit reply, you type, 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 and you send. And you're like, and then, you know, half an hour later when you finally calm down and you're you're able to sort of think, think, you know, actually identify what you were really feeling and diagnose and sort of think about and reflect, you realize maybe that wasn't the best move. So in being able to notice and name the emotions you're feeling in the moment and start to sort of separate you know, what's going on and stay curious, it's buying you time. It's time that you're spending on something productive, not sending an email that's going to create more, you know, more probably challenges in the future. So between the wonderful conversations I've had around the books, the book, the books, not books, one book, (laughs) the coaching classes that I've been taking, you know, for the past many months, nine months, the coaching I've been able to engage with that the people have given me the opportunity and privilege to work with them in their journey and the coaching I've received from my own coach that really, you know, that swirl, which is now hopefully starting to be integration has really led me. Um, and with some conversations, you know, with Danielle and Brianne and others really, um, it's brought me to some thoughts around both the spring and the fall topic. So 
if you remember, and if you don't know this, in season one, I actually started probably about this time, what, three years ago, which is crazy to think, um, talking about belonging. And those first several episodes that I think it was, you know, from January to maybe May, um, it was really digging into belonging. What is it? What is it? What's the definition? And I, if you remember, I would bring some research and some stories. Um, and we do, ex- you know, we've explored and continue to explore belonging. I'm working on some projects right now with Brianne and, and doc- actually Dr. Mitchell and a few others on looking at, you know, definitions and conception of belonging. In season two, we continued that, but we had unfortunately, the backdrop of the pandemic. And so we explored, you know, what does belonging look like pre-pandemic? And as you entered the pandemic, what became a priority? How has your definition changed? And then, of course, as you 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 know, and again, if you haven't listened to these episodes, I would encourage you to go back to the fall and check them out. Danielle and I had a pretty amazing cast of women leaders this past fall. And we, again, talked about belonging now we also talked about paradox and we talked about belonging and paradox in the context of leadership specifically so organizations organizational culture team culture leadership leadership strategies how they would show up as individuals how they would encourage their team to show up and what they would do right all in the service of belonging connection community And so as I think about sort of the, um, I don't know, the trajectory of the topics of the podcast, um, and quite frankly, after Brianne and I spoke on the Friendship podcast, it was right before, um, I think it was right before Christmas, that, that week before. Again, if you haven't checked that one out, that one was, I really enjoyed that one with Brianne. We st- that really made me think about how could we or could we speak about belonging in another context that everyone is familiar with, right? Which would be our personal relationships. And I'm thinking friendship and parenting. And right now I'm particularly interested in you know, parenting, and I'm thinking again, right? My my sort of integration of my worlds. Um, I've been thinking a lot about parenting and coaching. I've been thinking a lot about um, parenting and belonging, and how do we cultivate that belonging? And really, what I'm really interested in, if um, I've I've shared it many a times, but Maya Angelou talks about belonging everywhere and nowhere. And she talks about belonging to ourselves, right? That that's, that's the ultimate belonging. And so how do we as parents cultivate that kind of belonging um, for our kids? And so I'm still, you know, we're still, Brianne and I and Danielle are still thinking about season four. I'm leaning towards parenting and belonging, maybe parenting slash friendship and belonging. Um, And so I think what you'll see this spring is in addition to the book club, so that will be March and April, I think you'll get maybe some small doses of some of these topics that I'm, um, you know, sort of maybe playing around with and toying with. And so what I would ask is if anybody out there who is listening has ideas 
if you yourself want to come on um, this spring or even next fall around, you know, the topics I've been talking about, would love, love, love to talk to you. If you know someone who you think would be a great guest, um, you know, related to these topics of friendship and belonging and parenting and belonging, please, please reach out at um, Carrie at tell-me-this.com. I would love, love, love to hear your ideas because um, I'm honestly totally open um, to what people are, are thinking about. Um, so to recap this long introduction, what was going to be a short introduction became a little bit longer. So what's on tap for spring of season three? We are going to do two, um, you know, March and April will be sort of book club podcast. So it'll be Dancing with Discomfort in March and Teaching to Transgress Bell Hooks in April. Um, Brianne and I are definitely um, lining up. I think that's going to be next week, um, lining up a coaching and parenting sort of very part one because there's lots and lots and lots we could talk about. So coaching and parenting. Um, I'm also going to hopefully um, in, you know, in later maybe in February, potentially, um, Danielle and I are going to do some podcasts on coaching. If you remember, Jenny Gaither came on early in the fall and she is an amazing confidence coach. And I'm hoping to have, we're hoping to have her back on potentially. Um, and I'm also going to share some additional experiences around coaching. And we have a few ideas up our sleeves that I'm not going to share quite yet. Um, maybe leave some things for the, for a surprise. So, so I hope you will, you know, stay tuned, um, listen to the pod. If you haven't had a chance to listen to previous seasons, this would be a great time to go back and, and check out some of those episodes. And I hope you enjoy this sort of collage of episodes that um, we are going to put together um, this spring. And I know that from this collage, we will come up with something really cool for the fall of 2022. I feel like there are so many possibilities. And again, as I started, I want to acknowledge that, you know, this pandemic continues to be difficult in so, so many ways for so many different people. And I know that I can't even imagine the difficulties that some individuals, families, organizations are facing. And I'm holding multiple narratives. Thank you, Iko Bathia. I am also grateful and appreciative and really in my heart, I think if I, in a quiet moment, I'm joyful um, for the opportunities that I have in front of me to bring this podcast to you, to continue to, to work with my students, to stay in connection with my colleagues and spend time with um, all of my family. Um, you know, it was great to see so much family well, not so much, but a couple of family members over the holiday break and spend time with my own family over that break. So I continue to be, you know, just grateful that, that we continue to be healthy and able to, to do the things we're doing. So I am looking so forward to the spring, talking with a few guests that are coming on, chatting with the, the two book clubs that we have planned. And I really, really hope that you will reach out with ideas for topics and and or people that you think including yourself who might want to become might come on or be willing to come on 
And yeah, so stay tuned. This should be, um, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun ride. And again, thanks to everybody who's been listening, been supportive, and for all your feedback so far. This has been another episode of Tell Me This. I am Carrie Borkowski, and have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care. Someday searching